Welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated in Bloomington, Illinois. From our modest offices here in central Illinois, we have been shipping gospel tracts around the world free of charge for years, decades even, with titles like Are You in Danger? The Best I Can, Overwhelmed, Proclaim Liberty, or maybe I Have Plenty of Time. Those are the kinds of gospel tracts that you can find on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Now remember, this ministry runs on a donation basis. The only way that we have survived and, may I say, thrived for over eight decades of ministry, providing gospel tracts for free, both shipped and printed for free, the only way that's been possible is through the grace of God and the giving of generous people just like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, we have so many people that are willing, even with just small amounts, to invest in our ministry, and we are so very grateful for that. If you'd like to, maybe for the very first time, or maybe during this time, you'd like to renew your commitment to partner with us for the cause of Christ, we would absolutely be privileged to call you a donor, a financial partner, an investor in the work of God. We may never know down here on earth the impact that every prayer and every missions dollar has for the cause of Christ, but friend, I know someone that is keeping very good tally. I know someone that does a great job of keeping score. That's God Almighty, and I'm excited to meet him someday. Now, friend, if you'd like to be a part of our ministry, you can visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Again, that's BibleTracksInc.org, and you can choose that Donate button. The tab in the top right-hand corner, you'll see the word Donate, and you can that way be a partner of ours. If you have more questions about our ministry, if you'd like to hear more about what we do, feel free to reach out to me personally, if you would. You can text me directly, 309-316-7240, 309-316-7240, and I would love to correspond with you. I have literally texted back and forth with hundreds of people talking about things of God, talking about using gospel tracts, about updating the tract rack of their church, talking about salvation testimonies and hearing how people use gospel tracts and being an accountability partner for this thing of the gospel. And I'd love to be that help for you. We also have a prayer chain and you can text me your prayer request. I'll give that to you one more time, 309 316-7240. We would love to take your prayer request to the throne of grace on your behalf and be a prayer partner with you. Now, friend, I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles. We've been on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast in the book of 1 Kings throughout this week, and we will, if the Lord allows, conclude our broadcast there this week. 1 Kings chapter number 17. It may run even into next week. We'll have to wait and see. But 1 Kings chapter number 17. Look there if you would. We've spent the last few days becoming acquainted with a man named Elijah. Now I told you on Monday to act as if, even if you know that name Elijah, even if you've studied scripture before, I'd like you to come at this with fresh eyes. We've met this man, Elijah, who's been willing to do the work of God, be busy about the business of God's work in a broken and a discouraging world because he was a devoted workman. And God's work always begins with 
a devoted workman. Elijah was not what you'd call a soft-spoken individual. If you were equating him to maybe sandpaper, those of you that are craftsmen out there and woodworkers, you'll know what I'm saying. Elijah was not a polishing cloth type of personality. He was not a thousand grit sandpaper. No, he was more like a, a 40 grit sandpaper, the kind of substance that if you rubbed it on your face a little bit, you would know. You would feel that friction. You would feel the burn. That's the kind of guy that Elijah was. But he wasn't contrary just for the sake of being contrary. No, he was willing to boldly speak the words of God because they were given to him by God. We see in verse number one that he pronounces doom and gloom on the country and says this, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, and we pick up our story here, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah boldly proclaims, and he's willing to be the bearer of bad news, the messenger, telling Elijah that there's not going to be any rain. And then in verse number two, and the word of the Lord. See, our theme Our thought for this entire week of broadcasts, this entire message that God has kind of allowed to to burn and simmer in my soul for a little while here is this, something's missing. And for those of you that have been listening the past couple of days, you may have come to a realization about what it is that is missing. I'll let the cat out of the bag just a little bit here. It's the word of the Lord. You see, friend, all throughout this chapter of Scripture, 1 Kings 17, Elijah only does and is only led by the word of the Lord. We see it in verse number 2, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence. God tells him to go to the brook Cherith and be fed literally by ravens. The food delivery service was ravens swooping in and dropping down food. Understand also, God told him to go to a brook that was going to rapidly dry up. Remember, Elijah had just pronounced a famine on the land, and yet as a devoted workman, he goes where the brook doesn't stay wet. Friend, Elijah was devoted. He was devoted to what? Not his own work, not his own will, but God's word. Verse number five, so he went and did according unto what? The word of the Lord. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook, verse 6 says, verse 7, it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. We just mentioned that because there had been no rain in the land. And then verse number 8, once again, and the word of the Lord, right on time, right as the last few trickles, the last few drops of the brook Cherith swept on by, The word of the Lord comes to Elijah saying this, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath once again, just obeying the word of the Lord. Let me point this out here, friend. This widow of Zarephath that we are about to make the acquaintance of, she was not an Israeli woman. She was not a Jewish woman. Could you fathom in your mind the disdain that most Jewish people, rightly or wrongly, had for the people of Zarephath? Remember, those of you that have studied scripture, remember that the Jewish people would purposely circumvent the area of Samaria, 
because those Samaritans were not considered to be proper Jewish people. And the Jewish people would go well out of their way just because they did not want to be associated with the Samaritans in any way. This widow of Zarephath is no different. Most Jewish people of this time would not have felt her worthy of spitting in her direction, much less going to visit her. And yet, in verse number 10, so he arose and went to Zarephath. No backtalk, no other ideas, no different philosophies. No, he just did God's work, God's way, according to God's word. Wow, if we, if I... I should say, if I could encapsulate that for my own life, how much better would I be? I hear, I know the clear teaching of God's word from the word of the Lord, from the man of God. And what do I do so often? I put it through the prism of my own circumstance and I make excuses. I'm in a broken and a discouraging world, God. I can't do what you want me to do. I'm truly not a devoted workman, if that's my attitude. I'm not willing to go and serve, even if the brook doesn't stay wet, even if my situation of life is not conducive to the work of God. I make excuses, but Elijah did not. He did according to the word of the Lord. Something's missing, my friend, and I'd like to submit to you this, that it is the word of the Lord. Let me prove it to you. Continue on. Verse number 10 of 1 Kings 17. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And now we get this introduction. Behold, a destitute woman. Verse number 12. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but an handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, I'm going to spend the remainder of this time, Lord willing, on and talking about this widow woman, the situation that she was in, and the fact that God was able and willing to work even through this situation. Imagine with me, Elijah, walking toward a small village called Zarephath, and outside of the city, as he comes close, he sees this widow woman out gathering of sticks, the Bible says. And he says to her, picture it in your mind's eye, if you would, encapsulate this thought. He says to her, would you mind getting me a drink? Now, realize we're in the middle of a drought, but it sounds like this woman had enough of that life-giving, that precious substance of water, and she was still willing to share. That says something about her. What a blessing she was. And as she turns to go, Elijah says, hey, would you mind making me a small meal first? Would you make me a little cake And here's what she says, I have just enough, enough oil and enough meal to make one little cake for me and for my son, and we are going to die. Because after we eat that, we are all out of provisions. Friend, realize that she was not exaggerating. She was not telling a tall tale. Realize that she was very in touch with her mortality. She knew what the next 12 to 14 days of her life were going to be like. You know, I know, that we can survive for three, four, even five days maybe with food, but no water. That's not a good way to be. But on the inverse, 
We can survive with water but no food, but it's a much longer, slower struggle, isn't it? She knew that for the next week and a half, two, three, that she was going to cuddle her son close by as they became more emaciated, more close to death, until slowly they would take their last breaths. She knew that, and she was very blunt, and she was not soft-spoken about telling the man Elijah, here's the circumstance, I don't have anything left. Well, friend, thankfully, Elijah was a man of God. We're going to find out a little bit more about this widow woman in the coming days. Please, please tune in to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Don't go anywhere. God's laid this on my heart, and I believe it will and could be a help to you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.